Hello and welcome to me main, me main with Stephen Taylor and here we're going to talk about all the fun things that happened in 2020 or well, not even in 2020 we're just going to talk about mainly not very very much that we're going to talk about but welcome welcome to the show me friends family welcome welcome to me horrible accents and we're here I've done the intro I started this episode and then forgot to do the intro with the music and the such. So now I've done that and I've done an accent. I'm quite accustomed to doing an intro and an accent. It's like I'm introducing a uh, a different person. It's like I'm it's like taking the third person to the extreme. It's almost like no, it's nothing like. It's like having a um a personality break you know you just you you become this different person to introduce the same person or a different person yeah i think it's fun i think it's great to talk about yourself from the perspective of another person but is yourself you know you know what i mean is that weird it's a little weird but um i quite enjoy it I um I don't think there's anything wrong with like talking to yourself. I mean, I guess if you're talking to yourself and it becomes like malicious, malicious, yeah, then it can get weird. You know, if you're talking to yourself about, you know, overthrowing governments and stuff and trying to harm people, that's that's weird. But I talk to myself all the time at work, like, the, the people that I do work with, you know, they don't often ask, but they ask like, you know, who are you talking to? It's like, oh, I'm just talking to me. It's like, oh, you're talking to yourself again. It's like, yeah, I am because I'm quite interesting. Well, that's how I see it. <laughs> I think, um, I think I can hold a conversation with myself rather well, rather than just going, oh, you need to do this, this and this. And then you go, yeah, yeah, I'm doing this, this and this. But really you, you, you you're like coaching yourself, you know, you're encouraging yourself to be, to to motivate yourself, which is a great self motivator. I mean, if you if you think like a lot of people's, if you think about it, a lot of people's problems with their like own self development. And I'm not a trained professional. I'll say this: full disclaimer, not a trained professional, just a person that likes talking to himself and finds it very helpful talking to myself. You know, I, I often do it here. I convince myself of like changing my opinion of things. And um, I find it great. I find it's really like therapeutic and it helps me problem solve saying the problem out loud and trying to work it out with some things. Some things you just need a fresh pair of eyes and a fresh perspective. But you often hear people say or describe as like they're their own worst enemy you know, but for me, I'm like my own greatest motivator. And that probably sounds like really pig headed and arrogant, but I, you know, I do have people that can motivate me and like get the best out of me. And I work well with, and I want their opinions, but, um, I find for, for myself, like, um, it's nice. It's nice just having, you know, it's like that extra bit of support. And I think, uh, for me, I've always had to 
not that I've never had people to motivate me or support me, but I do feel like I've always had myself as like a good motivator to like convince myself and to do things and to like do this as well. Like I had a lot of, um, I always talked about this. I talked about doing this, uh, this show, this podcast, like last year with a couple of friends and then we try we try to make it work to do it all together, but we just couldn't find the time with our lives and, you know, the other bibs and bobs of life as it were. So then I just, uh, like the, like the first episode, I just thought, oh, well, you know, um, sitting in a car, someone's driving me. I've got nothing but time to kind of, uh, kill as it were. So why not just talk about something? And yeah, so there it is like halfway through this year. Um, I, I did say last year I wanted to have 50 episodes by April this year, right? But clearly that didn't happen. I mean, this is my 15th, I think, um, trying to do it consecutively over the over once a week. You know, I'm trying to do one week, one a week, one a week and keep the routine. So then I keep doing it, doing it, doing it. But uh, I think it's really, it's just been really fun. And, you know, I want to thank everybody for listening and everyone who... Um, who might potentially listen in the future? Like, thank you. That, that's um, I don't have a massive audience. I guarantee it. You know, there's probably um, a couple of people that listen to it, and I'm all right with that. Like I said, um, a couple episodes ago, that I'm mainly doing this for myself because I find it therapeutic and I find it nice to do, and and it's also for like my, my, uh, my son as well, like for him to listen to me, to know what I'm like as, as a person rather than just a dad, you know, he just gets to see me as this, this voice, you know, it's like a a catalog of memories, um, for him to have of, of me and have, um, not necessarily influence his decisions or his views, but to see, to show him that, like, if, if you want to do something, you, you, you're definitely born in the time and the place where you can do stuff like this. You know, you can just talk into a microphone and someone will hear it. You know, there's enough people on the planet that you have a similar interest or a similar mindset with someone. Like uh, we're all unique and we're all uh, different in all these different types of ways. But in, in some respects, we, we, we think on the same wavelength and we, we find common ground with people. And I come to you guys as an everyman. I'm not, you know, crazily unique. I'm not this like huge individual. I'm just, I'm just a person. I'm just a dude. Like I'm a chef at the end of the day. I'm a chef with a family and I like doing this because it's fun. And, you know, it's... Uh, for me, it's it's nice just to just to talk and just to get it out and any grievances I have, you know, like my 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 brother and like my my friends and my work colleagues just listen to me babble on. I'm sure, eh? <laughs> so it's nice to like babble on and just just into this and and I'm you know I get to listen to it and I get to hear what my thoughts were on that day and my attitudes were towards that day and it's nice it's nice to have like a um a little uh 
a little catalog of, you know, what I was thinking. You know, it's really nice. It's like having a, you know, a journal. You, know, you can read back and read back what you're thinking and how you wanted to look at the problem a, a certain day and what you did to resolve that problem. So thank you to everyone. I want to say a special thank you to um, to just to to the people that have listened to every episode and liked it or shared it with a friend or um, just just thought you know hey do you like hearing about stuff listen to this guy he talks about stuff <laughs> isn't it it's it's um yeah it's cool that i think it's cool that i don't you know particularly talk about current affairs and stuff you know that's nice in the world we live in today like i'm not bringing any political discussions to the table nor should i or will i because I've got no place to say. I'm not a political scientist. I don't have a degree in political science or anything like that. Isn't that weird that that's a science? Like, that's the thing you can have, like, a degree in political science. Like, it's, you know, not just about people talking and, like, learning how an economy runs. I feel like economics would be, like, a better thing to bring to the... Ah, what do I know? Like I said, I don't have any degrees or any PhDs or doctorates to my name. I've just got a... Sirthrian commercial cookery, man. <laughs> and what I know is from the streets, from the mean streets. Not even that mean. I grew up in a wholesome country town, you know, and that was awesome. Um, anyway, so like 2020, what a great year. What a great year it's been, really. I mean, I've done this. I've like, I've, I've been like working out regularly. I put on a bit of weight this year, so I'm like trying to work through that. Um, it's been a year and a month since my last cigarette. That's a massive accomplishment. I never thought um, 10 years ago that I would um, say that I, or 12 years ago, whenever I started smoking, I never thought I would ever say that I've quit for a year. That's huge. That's huge for me. Like, uh, I think I didn't even like start drinking all that much more. Or like, I don't think I put on that much weight from quitting smoking. I think the most weight I put on was like just being, just not being active. You know, that's like one of the biggest factors of anyone putting on any weight is just not doing anything. You just sit down, play your Xbox, play your PlayStation, whatever, you know. So that was like the main factor of me um, putting on weight was just not doing anything about it. And now I'm like actively trying to do things about it. I'm trying to push myself to do more as well like to thank like um some close friends in um in my hometown which if you listen to this thank you for um just letting me come and like train with you train with you guys and helping me um kind of better myself i really i I really appreciate it you know like um i've never been a super super active person but yeah it just really showed me what i can do and what I can get better at by doing it. So I'm really appreciate, appreciative of the knowledge and I, I thank you for showing me those things that I can take to my home workouts and do because I don't have a gym membership, uh, nor do I really want to join a gym. I don't really enjoy like, I don't really like gyms for the fact of like, it just feels so 
egotistical and like arrogant, even though it's not. And I know that, you know, people that go there are going there for self-improvement and to make themselves better. But it's just not for me, eh? Like I don't really like it. I'd rather just have a gym at home, work out at home and that's it. Maybe go run around the block. That's what I like to do. I never liked, I don't mind running. I will say, like, as I've gotten older, I hate running more. But, um, yeah, it's good. It's nice to run. Skipping, I've enjoyed skipping. That's um, that's pretty fun. Um, you know, you, you skip when you're a... Skip is like, I think, jumping rope in America. If anyone's listening to it in America, I doubt it. But, you know, you never know. It's We call it skipping here in Oz. We skip rope because that just feels appropriate jump rope sounds so so basic it's like um (laughs) it's like there's that comedian that he's like a british dude and he um explains like the nuances of english and how americans call like the pavement the sidewalk like they had (laughs) they had to name a part of the road a part of the of, 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 of the road where people have to walk. You walk on the side. You don't walk on the road. You know, it stops people from doing that. I'll tell you, my, my favorite thing to come out of 2020 is probably just how, like, gaming and gaming culture is, like, way more mainstream i feel like it's way more mainstream especially now more than ever like i feel like there's so many more people playing on twitch and have twitch accounts and doing um doing like more more streaming based stuff like on video games i feel like that's way more prominent now in 2020 than it ever was and that's like a big that's like a big thing like i remember when i first started online gaming there was like not very many people there were like people doing it but not many people streaming like the main guys was like pewdiepie (laughs) shout out pewdiepie i still love like some of your videos there's some like pewdiepie videos that you just can't help but love because that swedish guy he's cool man i mean everyone like kind of goes oh you know he gets paid all this money just to like react to videos like if you're watching it, you're giving him money, you know, like that's, that's pretty cool. Like he made, he, I'm sure like back in the day he was doing it like on a, on like a little DVD ready cam and you, you can't fault him for what he's, you can't fault the hustle. That's the thing that I dispute with most about all these people that um, make this money from essentially nothing. You know, you can't knock that hustle. They found value in something. And they brought it to life and made some money on it, you know, and I'll never stand anyone's way to make money and, you know, and success and all that, because you can't knock it. That's like the Scarface mentality. You know, you see, you see something, you see a hustle and you want to be a part of it. You want to get amongst it. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, you can't knock that hustle. You can't knock PewDiePie for, you know, being whatever, you know, another great thing and highly anticipated was Cyberpunk 2077. I said on the last episode how excited I was to play it. 
And now I'm like excited to just jump back in. Like I've been putting off doing this episode because I just want to play Cyberpunk 2077. I've got to go to work later today and I don't want to. I just want to play Cyberpunk. I just want to play Cyberpunk. That's all I want to do. And uh, I'm playing it on a um, an Xbox One X. So it's not a Series S or a Series X. It's the the one that came out, you know, a couple of years ago. But it's got the same processor as the Xbox Series S. Well, that's what I've read. I could be wrong, but it's got 4K um, capabilities and I, I got like a 4K TV and... Um, yeah, I didn't realize how much of a difference it actually makes going from like just uh, HD 1080p to like the full 4K. You know, like it's to make the comparison would be like when if you got sunglasses and they're really smoggy and you can't really see, and then you clean them. And then you can see really, really good. That's like the difference between standard high definition and 4k i think and i didn't realize how much of a difference it made like just pl- just loading up the xbox and looking at the home screen i've only put on this game on this xbox i've only played one game and it's cyberpunk 27.7 i've not played another game that's the only game i have played i really want to play another game but i just can't i really want um I love it. I think it's the greatest game. Honestly, it's one of those games that just comes out in like a decade. It's like when Witcher came out, Witcher 3 came out. I put it off for a while and um, because I played Witcher 2, but I never got, I I did like it and I did stick around for as long as I could, but it was such a game where you just had to put a lot of time into. Like it was like a Fallout or a Skyrim or a Skyrim. You have to put, or a Morrowind or an Oblivion. There you go. There's all the Elder Scrolls, I think. I can't remember like what one or two were. The Tamriel. Where was Tamriel? That was Morrowind. Anyway. Um, yeah, it's just one of those games that you have to put a lot of time into and you had to like really work on the skill trees and read the skills thoroughly. You couldn't just pick skills that give you more attack damage and like or boost your health. You know, you have to put a lot of time into those games. And that's one thing that uh, Project um, CDK Red, is it CDK Project Red or Project CDK Red? I think it's Project CDK Red. Um, Props to them, man. You guys make, like, great games. And, like, what you've done with Cyberpunk, it's first person as well. And I love that it's first person. I actually love the fact that, this game is first person. I couldn't see it playing um, third person. Like the amount of detail and cool things that they put into it. Like there's just little things in there that um, they always do. Like this development, this game company, they always put these little things in there that just make the game easier. It's like with um, like the, the thing they changed with like Witcher to set that apart from the Elder Scrolls games is that they made that they, they made, you know, they made you play a character with a specific set of skills, you know, they, they, but you can change how 
what his class is, but not his speciality. You know what I mean? Like you can change how, you know, you can play defensively or offensively or like more magic based and that kind of stuff. But essentially you're still a, um, you still have that one job. You're still a monster killer, you know, like you're still a, a, a monster hunter. So like that, that doesn't change throughout the game. It's like the same with cyberpunk. You're still a mercenary. That doesn't change. But how you play and how you develop your character changes. And that's like the big, that's that's what I think is the most impressive part is, is that, um, you know, you can change, um, you can change all these things about how you play and how you want to play, but your story and your story doesn't change. Eh? That's what I really like about how they've done this one. Excuse me. Got to hydrate. Got to hydrate. Is that they really, they really thought about it. And like the, even the car driving and the bike riding is actually not that bad. It's because when you play games like GTA, uh, especially the new ones or like traditional like car racing games like Forza, Motorsport and Forza Horizon. Uh, yeah, the driving is not going to be as good as those games, but it's still pretty good. Like it's not unbearable. Like you can still drive around corners and you can still do their race events and that kind of stuff. And like, it's still pretty cool. I'm trying not to spoil the game in any way. Like I don't think it's going to be spoiling that much because, you know, you can... Like it, it shows you in the thing, you can drive a car, you can drive a bike or whatever, ride a bike. Um, I don't think I'm spoiling anything really, except saying that it's a awesome game. It is a cool game. I mean, all the problems, yeah, it's having a few problems. Like the only problem I'm having is that um, it just crashes. It just freezes and then the game crashes and then you reboot it and everything's fine you know, and then sometimes it'll crash again, but you know, it doesn't, it doesn't necessarily change how you play the game because with those games, it should come instinctively. If you've played a lot of games, it should become instinctively that you, um, you save your game often and you save the game regularly. And that's just how you play those games. Like that doesn't, that doesn't change like in fallout. That's what you do in, this, the um, Elder Scrolls games, that's what you do. And The Witcher, that's what you do. Like you just save the game often and periodically. Like that's just how you play. And um, I think it's, yeah, they've just done a really good job. And they, they did this thing in um, like when you're driving, if you flip the car around, you just turn the wheel and it'll flip back over. That was like one of my biggest pet hates in like these kind of open world games is when you would flip the car and then that was it. You know, you had to get out of the car and then you had to get a new car or steal a new car. It's just a massive inf- inconvenience. But in this one, you just turn the joystick uh, either either which way and your car eventually flips over and it doesn't catch on fire. It doesn't blow up while you're inside of it, which is super annoying as well. Um and just like the whole theme is like, is it weird to say that this Night City thing is like pretty, 
pretty believable <laughs> in a weird way. Is that like, because when I was playing The Witcher, you can't not believe that 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 might have happened. You know, I think The Witcher is, it's like based on a book, but it's also to some extent probably based on like some of the Nordic legends, you know, that like have um, kind of sprouted out over the years. Like, you know, there's probably some truth to like a little bit of those tales. And um, yeah, I can't help but think like if someone plays Cyberpunk 27-7 in 10 years, you know, it might be a little bit believable. I like how they did 2077 as well and not 2099. I think a constant theme in like comic books is like 2099. It's like the the last the last year before the end of the 21st century, you know, like that's the last thing. Um, I think it's like cool that they did like 2077 instead of 2099. I feel like 2099 is like a little bit predictable. If they did 2099, I wouldn't like I wouldn't get cranky over it, but I would just be like, oh, well, that's not really original because there's like Spider-Man 2099, Batman 2099 and that kind of thing. Um, so I don't think that it definitely wouldn't have been, would not have been uh, detrimental to the game's health. But like, yeah, a lot of the things in there and a lot of the commentary and a lot of like the language is just, and the implants as well. Like it's no, it's probably no secret that Cyberpunk 277 is um you can see it in the trailer like there's like um implant enhancements and you can you know get new eyes and stuff like yeah it's probably no secret that that stuff in there but you can kind of see that stuff happening now like there's rf rfid implants that people are getting in their hands and people are getting like the the opal in, in australia we have opal cards and they like it's like an electronic bus ticket or train ticket or whatever. You just swipe your Opal card, then you're on the train or you're on the bus. So people are getting that, like, there's a dude that has it on his hand, I'm pretty sure. And I'm sure he wouldn't be the only one. Like, he just, beep, does it with the RFID scanner or the Opal card in his hand or whatever. I'm, no, I don't really know how it works because I'm no, you know, genetic engineer or whatever you would have to be to have an Opal card scanned on your hand. Or implanted in your hand. It's even like weird saying that stuff, you know. And like how there's just so much culture in this one city that that's how the world is now. Like, you know, you can go to America and meet um, Indian people or Russian people or German people or whatever. You can all meet them in the one country. You don't, you don't necessarily have to go outside of your country to experience a culture from another country. Does that make sense? Like in Australia, it's a big thing of being multicultural. We're kind of known for being multicultural and not just having one uh, simple set way of life. Like we live um, and we experience different cultures every single day. Like there's um, in our nation's capital is uh, a place called Canberra and they do a multicultural festival over like a weekend. And that's awesome. Like you just get to experience and see everyone's kind of culture. So that's awesome. And you can see that in this game as well. Like there's, um, different cultures and there's people that speak different languages and there's like this thing um, that they have. It's like a universal translator. It just automatically transfers things of like what they're saying and stuff like that, which is pretty cool. Um, 
that's awesome. That's like a nice little, little thing, you know, like I, I'd like that. I think actually my, um, my earbuds, my Google, uh, earbuds that I have like with my phone or whatever, cause I'm like a Google guy. I like Google. I mean, you know, they get hung for being an evil corporation and that, but who cares? They have like good stuff. I like Google stuff. Like my phone's great. I love my phone. It enables me to do so much. And my headphones as well. Like, actually, like the the Google Assistant actually reminded me that I had a bill to pay. And yeah, I don't agree with it screening my emails, but I was quite happy to um for them to tell me that I needed to pay a bill instead of getting like an overcharge an overcharge fee or or a late fee or whatever. Like, thanks for the reminder, Google. I appreciate that. Um. Yeah, so like my earbuds do like a, a real-time translator. I've never tested it, but apparently it works. Uh, like I said, I've never tested it because I can't go overseas right now. I can't travel, which is, um, I don't really miss it because I didn't travel enough anyway. So yeah, I'm cool with it. But um, there's yeah, there's another couple of things in like um, cyberpunk, like the Night City thing. There's like the cool... Um, what is it? It's like the corporations like run everything, but there, there's a government, but corporations can just buy into the government and like change rules and like do whatever they want. You know, the police are just kind of, all the government's just kind of there to uphold these loose kind of rules that everyone should follow or is forced to follow or for whatever reason or whatever. And, um, yeah, I, yeah it's definitely a commentary on how the world's going. Don't you think a little bit, uh, not to get like too conspiracy based or, um, make it weird or whatever, but yeah, it definitely doesn't feel like it wouldn't happen. It definitely feels like it could happen for sure. Uh, I was watching the, uh, supercars this year and it was the, um, what was it? It was, um, anyway, it was a race and the two cars that won, uh, the two cars that came first and second, um, the corporate sponsors were, one was Red Bull and one was Monster Energy Drinks. And they're both like these massive corporations that are like huge in extreme sports and sports or whatever. But I found it funny that um, in the 80s, it was probably like, Marlboro and Winfield and then today it's like all about these energy drinks like Red Bull and Monster that are tied like first and second for um to to win the race like that's such a commentary on today's society and like how society was back then you know like smoking was definitely a bad thing but they could still be a major sponsor like how would you feel if Marlboro or Camel Cigarettes sponsored something now you know like it'd be such a a PR nightmare, you know, to like throw that kind of impressionism on um, a younger fan base for whatever reason. Like it's a scary thing to see how much um, influence corporations and people um, of that nature kind of have, you know. Yeah, there's an interesting doco about it that if you've seen on Netflix called... um, the social dilemma. I spoke about it a little bit um, ages ago, but it's pretty cool. It's awesome. It's um, it's definitely not 
the worst one. It definitely doesn't glorify it. Yeah, it's an interesting one. It's a good one. I like how it's it's like um, told by not just like some whack conspirators, like it's told from people who are actually in the industry a little bit. And I think one of them openly says that, oh, I would not let my, um, or I don't let my kids use social media, you know, or they use the iPad for an hour at a time because they know how deadly it is. And I know um, a lot of people and parents in that like, that do not necessarily rely on an iPad or like raise a kid through an iPad, but I'm definitely a little bit of a victim of it and a little bit guilty of it. Like my son probably is on the iPad um, or tablet or any device for like a little bit too long. But, you know, it's kind of like they're growing up with the technology. Um, why that's like a part of their experience of life. Like my experience as a kid was like, you know, getting books read to me and like it was more wholesome and there wasn't as much technology for sure. But um, that's, you know, these kids are like a byproduct of, you know, the world they live in. If they didn't grow up with that technology, you're not really setting them up for what's to come because technology is not going to stop. It's not going to like just stop developing because you want your kids to be raised. Like you can still instill values and still, and they can still grow up the same way you grow up. You just have to like work around the technology. And it's like, you know, you see it in like eighties movies and nineties movies, there's kids just sitting in front of the TV, you know, like they're a byproduct of their generation. It's like kids in the twenties in the 1920s would have been, if they live near a mine, or their dad was a miner, mum was a miner or whatever, they would go work in the mine from when they were 10, you know, an old man by 26. You know, that was, they're just byproducts of their generation and byproducts of their time, like, like we are today. You know, it's like the irony almost gets lost when you post something about online, about, um, you know, how people... You see, I've, I've spoken about it before. Like you see like someone looking at their phone and they're like walking past someone crying on a bench, you know, like you, you just can't be, we, you can be, you know, everyone's entitled to their opinion for sure. But like the irony gets a bit lost when you have to like get your message about social media through social media. Like, come on, like you could easily just stand on the corner and yell it. You know, it's almost the same thing. You just like, that's how you reach the most people is through the internet. And how do you stop people from using the internet by using the internet? Like, that's a bit weird, you know? It's like telling people to be non-conformist, but you want them to conform to what you believe in to be a non-conformist. Like, that's, the, you know, the exact opposite of being a non-conformist is having people non-conform. Why do you want people to conform with you if you want to be a non-conformist? I don't believe myself to be, you know, like I said before, like a singular mind or end of singular thought, but thought. Um, but yeah, I'm definitely not like, I definitely don't want to be seen as someone that's conforming to like the way people want to live and should live. Yeah, that's just, that's like, but that's like human nature as well. It's like the ultimate curse that human beings are given. This is what separates us from like the animals is having like, 
a consciousness to see when they're and know and know how to like end life and create life you know like that's the biggest curse that we're burdened with you know living is a is a blessing and a curse you know there's hard times and there's and there's easy times that's just comes with the bibs and bobs of life life wouldn't be worth living if you just woke up and did nothing right like that's yeah, like look look at like a dog. You know, he wakes up every day like that's his last day because he's like got singular thought and like every every move's a picture, you know what I mean? Like everything he does is awesome because it's great because it's experience and he's experiencing on such a happy level, you know? And, you know, they they do see loss, and if they see loss, then they they deal with it appropriately, but they can be cheered up just as easy, you know. We're very complex creatures, people. I don't even know why I'm getting so deep. Is it because of 2020? Is it because, like, this is just how my mind works? Like, it races from, like, one thing to another? Probably. But probably not. Anyway. Um, so, that, so like, Cyberpunk 2077. Great game. Pick it up. Buy it. I actually seen because they've had so many issues with like the crashing and stuff that people are refunding the game. And it just brings me back to like another like social media thing. Uh, I read on, um, I, I won't say I read the whole article. I read part of the article, but they're like sending death threats to like the, the company that have been de- developing a game for, when did it get announced? 2013. So seven years, seven years ago, nearly eight years now, because it's coming out the end of this year. Um, they're sending death threats to them about how the game's like not developed. Like every game does that, you know, like every, every game, there's like that unpredictable variable of how the game is going to run on everyone's console. You know, like, that's a big job to handle. I mean, you know, I don't know. I know the entertainment side of gaming and how I feel about gaming, but I don't know how to develop a game. I don't know how to code and debug and do all that kind of stuff. These people have tried to nut out as much as they can to avoid these problems. But if something goes wrong on your end because you bought a game and then you go and like send death threats, man. Like, come on, that that sucks. Imagine developing a game for seven years, or like doing anything for seven years, and then as soon as you tell someone about it and show it to the world, they immediately criticize you and critique you and tell you it sucks. Like, how would you feel on a personal level and on like on any kind of level? You know, like, how would you feel emotionally if someone said, oh, you've been raising that kid for seven years? Oh, well, he sucks. You should definitely go end your life. Yeah, because he's not going to be worth it. You know, for a lot of these people, that's what this game was or is. To me, you know, to see the developments from what it was in 2013 as like this idea and this small teaser to what it is now with Keanu freaking Reeves in it, playing alongside me spoiler not really because he's in the trailer um that's awesome 
it's it's awesome and it's great to see it develop and turn into this beautiful thing that is a really really cool game yeah you know like uh you got to respect what they're doing as well like they're offering refunds they're saying if you're not happy take the money back do you, do you think call of duty would do that do you think infinity ward would just go oh if you don't like the game then oh well that sucks but this company is saying oh if there's that many problems that you think that are wrong with it then we'll take refunds they're giving you your money back. They're happily saying, take your money back. If you don't like it, have it back. That's fine. We're okay with it. But we still hope you did enjoy the game for what you played of it. You know, I'm not returning it. No way. No chance. It's the best game that I've played this year. And I've played a lot of games this year, considering the year we've had. I really, really enjoy this game. Of Yeah. I like it. I can't stop playing it. Like I said, I'm up to my 40th hour. Or maybe I didn't say that, but I'm up to my 40th hour and I work full time and I've got a son to raise and I've got a wife to see and I've got family to call and do the other bibs and bobs and that. And I've got like household duties um, and I've still managed to play it for 40 hours in a week. You know, that's, that's making time for a game or a thing that you like, you know, definitely. Yeah. I think The Witcher, I probably put in nearly 200 hours. It'd be close to it. I mean, I'm on my third playthrough. Yeah. And there's not that many choices you can do. <laughs> there is, but there isn't, you know. That's what I do like about, excuse me, The Witcher is that you are spoiled for choice. And yeah, that's what makes games good. It really just re it really changed the way that you play like um, role-playing games. Role-playing games have developed so much from like the bard <laughs> or a bard's tale, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. But, oh, you know, I won't. I just want to say from the bottom of my heart, um, Cyberpunk 27.7 is a good game. Give it a chance. Don't let it just become like this ultimate fail of 2020 because it's really not. It's one of the better games that probably will come out. It's better than that, I, I think, personally. This is only my personal opinion. It's definitely better than Cold War, 100%. I would say it's leaps and bounds better than Call of Duty Cold War. And if that game messed up, would you be calling up Activision? Would you be sending them letters? Anyway. I'll stop. I'll, I'll change the subject. We'll, we'll talk about something else. Or rather, I'll talk about it. You know, I'll talk about anything else. I'll stop. Yeah. So, besides that, 2020, it's pretty good. Definitely uh, couldn't have gotten any worse. Maybe. Probably not. I mean, this time last year, Australia was literally on fire. So, now it's just, you know just cyberpunk crashing a couple times a night and it's raining right now so yeah that's pretty good be happy with that um well that's um that's all i'll probably wrap it up there if you enjoyed me ranting and raving and carry on like a like a fool I would say um 
feel free to to like and subscribe to this on Spotify. This might be the last one for the year. I don't know. Year of our Lord 2020. Who knows? I might do another one next week. What have I got? 10 days. We've got 10 days left to do one. I'll probably slip another one in. We'll see how we go. See how we are traveling. Um, yeah, but hey, you know, like and subscribe it. Smash that notification bell. I'm not on YouTube. I don't know where the notification bell is on Spotify. Or um, I'm on Apple Podcasts. Leave a review, you know. Or follow me on Instagram, My Mind Podcast with no vowels in there. Maybe I'll change it. Maybe it's a little hard to do. I'll talk to I'll talk to my uh, five year old and see if that's the right marketing strategy. We'll see. We'll see what we come up with. Anyway, Merry Christmas, Happy New Year, and enjoy the ten days left of twenty twenty.